Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Living It Up in Lion City. Today, we're going to revisit the topic of understanding xenophobia in Singapore. Over the course of this year, I've covered the topic in three episodes. In the first episode of the series, I talked about the history of immigration in Singapore since its origins and the narratives that built up the discomfort over foreigners. In the second episode, I talk about some of the reasons and the rationales behind the rising discomfort and how that manifests in society today. And in the third episode, I have a chat with a victim of online xenophobia to understand the impact of hate and what happened over um, a cultural faux pas committed on social media. Now, if you have listened to all three of these episodes, let's move on to number four. Enjoy the episode, folks. It's the year 2020, and COVID-19 has impacted the world in ways that we haven't seen in generations. Countries across the globe are grappling with an emergency that's both medical and economic. People are dying, livelihoods are affected, and the ongoing crisis has forced many nations to rethink their approach to globalization, to immigration policies, etc. Singapore is one of these countries. Previously, a poster child for globalization and liberal economic policies and a desirable uh, location for expats, Singapore is now recalibrating its strategy on immigration and its reliance on foreign labor, which has been heretofore a long-standing approach to building the economy. During this trying time, Singapore is redoubling its efforts in prioritizing the needs of the citizenry. Now, this has been happening this is happening in response to more than a decade of dissatisfaction and protests among the population based on notions that foreigners are taking advantage of the system and that the government is apparently encouraging it at the expense of the locals. Let's remember that the discomfort towards foreigners in Singapore predates the crisis brought about by the pandemic. In previous episodes, I tried to cover the history and the underlying reasons of the discomfort Singaporeans harbored over the growing presence of foreigners in the country. We looked at the social and economic impacts of illiberal immigration policies and the growing discontent among the local population. On this episode, I have conversations with Singaporeans about their takes on the issues. Now, these are podcasters that I know and interact with regularly, and it was really interesting to get a deeper local context from them. And then, uh, however, you also have people that just go, why is there so many... Where, where my, my rice boys hurt because of the COVID-19 situation. Why are there more Grab drivers on the road? Why uh, are, are, are all Singaporeans becoming delivery drivers? Are all Singaporeans becoming like a food delivery guys? Like all it becomes like a job that has no end. Like a, um, I'm not sure date end is a good word to use, but uh, does everyone become that where you are in a situation where there's no ladder to climb on for the, the no metaphorical ladder to climb, to climb on when it comes to one's commercial. That's everyone ended up that way. Gary Tan is host of the Not Again podcast, and he talks about his experiences and his take on the ground sentiment. Because they have reported in a sense that oh, there are also a lot of like people who, who got 
who who employ of their own nationality, right? Uh, I I I think I can send you the links as well. Because there's sentiments on the ground where you just walk yeah. in to a to 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 a, to a company, just go wait, why 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 is it all this nationality or why is that all nationality? Why why is there why why is it all white people? Like like why why aren't there like or how like we have it really seems like it's token Singaporeans so they can fulfill up the, the quota so they can invite people in, right? So so things are like that sometimes. So and and uh the guy I forget my I forget my MP's name. Uh, who went into like like go go down to the DBS uh Changi Chang the Changi the Changi Business Park or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And say, oh, oh it's, it's Little India or something like that. Just it's it's very yeah things like that and, and just yeah no uh, I've, okay. I've, yeah so they call it like a Chennai Business Park or a Changalore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I'm aware of that. Uh, Some of us are. Wait, I think most of us are angry when it comes to policy. Right, uh, we are not. We are generally not comfortable with the idea of the current government, who uh, of when it comes to foreign policy wise, right? Yeah. Uh, because of our rival, because of everything itself, uh, and and you have like people, and you have people. Then there are news going on. I'm not sure how true is that, where the government is giving out money and scholarship for foreigners and stuff like that, and. Okay, I'm I'm not sure how true is that, but but there's general sentiment like that. Hey, how, how come why why are there so many? Pri- I would, I'm not sure whether privilege is a good word to use, uh, to so-called uh the uh to, to for foreign talents, right? And or uh, expatriates and stuff like that. While Singaporeans we uh we we are we are calling like this kind of like a date like there are more grab drivers on the road. There are or at least in the last five years there are more grab drivers on the road. People and then grab fares are, are going downwards and uh, fares are going downwards uh, working, uh, when it comes to driving on the road as well right uh, and stuff like that uh, so so I, I think the sentiments on the ground is like they, they they are just generally very angry towards the government right uh, and and I would I'm not sure elite is a good word to use because they are like the top the 30 Twenty thirty percent who 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 is like living in 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 private private apartments, right? Private condo, uh, private apartments. I would say, and then just got stuck, and then some of us are pretty much just stuck in the stagnant, like a like a salary kind of thing. Uh, so are, are we like like stuff like that? I, I think I think this is where the angry sentiments are, when it comes to xenophobia, right? Um, I'm I'm not sure, like uh, because of all the news going on, right? Uh, of of saying hey, uh. That, that we heard stories about like expatriates packages, right? Uh, so there are some there are some big there are some companies where bringing packages where uh, we have packages for expatriate people come from come from the West, London, uh, basically the white people or the or the people from Europe, stuff like that just came over, and you have like and they live in very expensive apartments. Uh, they they get very good packages. They they have they have good. They went that the students go to school itself. That that's international schools and stuff like that, and 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 it's because of these packages. I would say because of these packages, they are very segregated, right? When it comes to like expatriates, they have their own community. Uh, you have uh, you have the you have the locals within their own community. Then the locals itself, they do their own things. They they had they hardly go out. Right. Uh, the only entertainment they have is just going out and drink and stuff like that. 
and while more expatriates always hang out with their own stuff and and stuff and, and and their own community and i suppose that's where the whole divide comes in and no one is talking to each other yep yep um i absolutely agree with you there's one thing that i've noticed here very early on in singapore is that there is a very um there's a significant uh, expat local divide um and of mm -hmm. course it depends on you know particular um, socioeconomic status also so at least from what i've noticed is um, those who have uh, you know who have you know who are in positions of leadership or who are in very like high salaries and packages for example tend to uh, you know stick to uh, their communities more than let's say the average foreigner who by and large at least in my opinion uh, you know does hang out about and about um, etc so um, I agree with you that there is an uh, expat local divide, and I'm wondering if um, that is like the dominant reason um, for the resentment towards um, foreigners. I think it's, it's it's more than just there, right? Like like it's I I, I think is the because there are there, there are stories where like like there are people who just go like, okay look, it's it's the. Uh, it, uh, like we all know, right? It's 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 an open secret to say, hey, you know, like their packages are expatriates, and and I think that's that's also the resentment is like like one under why are the locals not getting up with jobs they that they should be able to do it and stuff like that. People who who have been blaming you know Indians or Filipinos, like or, like even white or even white people like British, Australians or like Europeans, Americans, whatever. They they will blame you when things are not going their way. And they have nothing else to follow. Mm. They don't want to blame themselves, and then they start blaming people. Oh, they are taking all our jobs. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, uh, we have not seen the list of candidates that DBS looked at before they hired their C uh, um, CEO. Mm. Right. Mm. So if you're going to tell tell to me that you know DBS could have hired a Singaporean, but they did not. I mean, like, have you seen the list of candidates that they looked through? They, they, they had shortlisted for that position, right? Yeah. If you have not, then let's not talk about it. Yeah, but let's not use it. Use that as an example of you know, oh, Singaporeans. Like, it was used eventually yeah. as how Singaporeans are losing out. Yeah. Deben, Josiah, and Sean are the hosts of the podcast Lords of Lobang and they express their views on the discomfort looking at the nature of bias. Mm. And uh, I think we spoke about it the last time when shit didn't get recorded. Like yeah. the whole um, Tamasic Holdings thing, like when Indians were doxxed, saying that, oh, Tamasic Holdings hiring all uh, Indian nationals. Mm. When a report just came out saying that Ministry of Manpower is... Uh, um, is forcing uh, financial institutions in Singapore to hire more Singaporeans. And the report said that the uh, financial institutions have been the number one um, sector where foreigners are being uh, employed at the highest numbers. And then when this person doxed uh, Tamasic Holdings, it, it, it was like trying to build a narrative where, you know, you are just saying this for optics, but... You know, the company that is part of your portfolio, which handles your own portfolio, is not carrying out what you're trying to enforce or trying to recommend. And then eventually it came out that it was not even Tamasic Holdings Singapore, it was Tamasic Holdings office in, in Mumbai or in India somewhere. Yeah. So it makes sense that you're hiring foreigners, that you're hiring Indians in India 
yeah, or a branch in India. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is the kind of things that you know just bolster a narrative, right? And um, I mean, as you pointed out, Deepan, like essentially the folks who have take issue with this are generally the kind of folks who do not put too much uh, thought into understanding where this is coming from. Yeah. But I mean, but that's the reality uh, for any country, really, right? Especially right now during times of crisis, people are going to take it out on, you know, the obvious um, target, which is in this case, foreigners. Yeah. And I mm. dare say, like in Singapore, I think it's been a long running trend already. Um, since you mentioned, you talked about white people, right? I think it is being targeted at them also. Yeah. Um, if, if anything, the Robertson Key incident had shown that mm. Uh, and I think, you know, politicians also talk about that. And maybe this is sli slightly out of the scope of this conversation. But, you know, Raisa Khan, you know, talked about um, the law being applied differently to uh, rich Chinese and uh, white people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of the controversy was around, you know, her using Chinese and all that. Mm. But the belief that, you know, white people are also exempt or they have like a different double standard. It's actually a very pervasive belief. Like uh, my is. friends believe that. Uh, it's a very Singapore easy thing or... to, 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 to just say. It's, you know, it's such a casual yeah. thing that people say. Yeah. And it's, uh, it goes, usually it goes unchecked. And you'll see people like, th there'll be people like, yeah, that's true, that's true. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's mean, right. So in Singapore, or your, your friends believe that in Singapore? Or yeah, yeah, what? in Singapore. So, oh, okay. so, Are you talking about Singaporeans? Uh, yeah, Singaporean. So, like, uh, one of my friends, uh, you know, put this on Facebook where she's like, and this was like right after the Robert Sneaky incident, you know, so essentially everybody's like super angry. It's like, oh, look at these guys, you know, getting away with this. Clearly, the police don't give a shit. Uh, you know, the police are turning blind, blind eye because, uh, you know, they're white. There's all that, you know, uh, beliefs and all that stuff. Uh, why, why are they targeting, you know, poor Singaporeans versus uh, why are, you know, the uh, rich expats in Robertson Key getting away with it? So, I... They didn't get away with it. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. fine, right? <laughs> they were fine. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they are yeah. fine, barred from Singapore. Uh, yeah. I think three of them were, like, barred for life, essentially. Uh, so, so uh, that's not getting away with Yeah, but, like, uh, then also, I, I was also uncomfortable with that because is that excessive? Is that... Um, it, like, it is. The, but were it they all, being made an example that, of? I feel like earlier on you were talking about the case where the guy uh, was sent back, right? DBS let him go. Yeah. And for me, it starts off with things like that, where someone gets um, persecuted for something so petty. Like, mm. this is nothing. You know, he could have just easily come out and maybe even an apology is too much in, in my point of view. But um, let me justify it. Like, he, he shared something. And there was a certain context behind it. Mm. Yeah. You know, no one knows of his actual intent behind sharing it. I most likely no one asked. Right? Yeah. People just got angry because they inserted their own context to it and their own interpretation of it. And they just uh, went berserk and tried cancelling this guy, yeah. get this guy fired, get this guy deported, get this guy jailed, whatever. Mm. So once this kind of shit happens and when it gets it goes unchecked the next level would be like what has been happening like beyond that so yeah. from from someone who's non-singaporean it starts happening to someone who is singaporean then it starts happening to a company and then it just goes on and on and on and when people who are actually thinking with their brains instead of their fucking assholes 
actually step up and explain shit, then you'll see the pe- the like you know the people who are complaining excessively. You know, they will start backtracking because they don't have sound logic behind their arguments most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's emotion trumping everything else. Yeah. Yep. And if there's some logic behind why people are like going up in arms against someone and trying to get the person deported, then let's hear it. But usually you don't hear it. It's like, I'm offended by this. Yeah. So yeah. I feel that everyone should be offended by this. Let's get rid of this. There is, there is, a, there is a growing sense of foreigners displacing the natives here in Singapore. And that contributes to the virality of certain types of uh, videos or posts. Yeah. However, I think 99% of the of the interaction that happen between assholes are just completely boring and uninteresting. Um, just be aware that, you know, you are a foreigner in a foreign land. Just as you wouldn't want me to go to your country and start shitting on the streets or start uh, insulting your women or insulting your public transport or whatever, um, or insulting your leaders, and you don't want me to do that to you, then don't do that to us. John Wang is host of the podcast Long Kang Kitties and explains the growing issues with globalization, with politics, and why instances of foreigners seen to break social contracts often trigger national fury. The globalization project has kind of, like the extreme swing of the globalization project have failed. Um, it's just not, it's, it's, a, it's a good idea in terms of economic realism to say that okay let's have each country just specialize in what it does so china just focus on manufacturing and u.s just focus on service yeah and you know we kind of just outsource everything else to to the people who who specialize in it which is a which is in theory a very grand economic like a very a very basic economic principle of course the reality of it is that these are people's lives you're talking about. It's not, they're not just numbers on a spreadsheet and that whenever you do something like this, when you, when you move a factory from one place to another, you are displacing the native and you do that enough over and over again. Uh, people take notice and they, they will turn inwards and they will point their fingers at the outsiders for all, their, for all of their problems because that has been traditionally the easiest way to solve any problem. It doesn't matter even if it's not the root cause. It doesn't matter even if your country specifically is not the one that's causing it. Um, it's just because you're an outsider yeah. that makes you a target. So this, this, has, this has happened throughout history all across time in every society and we are just, we are, we are reaching the, on the, we are on the precipice lah of something like that happening again. For those prospective uh, people who think about coming to Singapore, uh, Google this name, Anthony Casey, and then you add a Singapore at the back. <laughs> and then you read, up, you read up everything about this guy and then don't do what he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this guy, he went on to, he, I think his car broke down, he went on the MRT station and then he made, I think a Facebook post saying, well, this, so this is how poor people travel or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and he, like all the other uh, Singapore social, uh, social outcasts and pariahs, he took refuge in Perth. Yep. And so I think mainly, I will just say that don't insult us. Yep. And we are quite autistic about um, being insulted. And it's just not a good time for you. Yeah. 
In conversations online over the last decade, there is a prevalent belief that foreigners do not integrate and that they choose to stick amongst their own instead of trying to be part of Singaporean society. There's a general demand that expats should integrate, and so I try to understand what cultural integration means. So I ask my guests about it. I, I would say you... To me, okay, I would not say cultural integration, but just integration along, along the lines okay. where, where it's just purely direction, right? You don't... Uh, I know there are people who are nice. I like, like just go in and just and have a chat. Be sincere. Like 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 this is the very basic things. Uh, be mindful, I guess. Like like, like that, that's that's what I think by integration. I mean, you just talk to each other. You don't you don't that there's a social that, that as much as there's a social elite kind of like a social economic class kind of like a thing. But you but do you you do. Take, take taxis, right? You just talk to taxi drivers. You you do do, do things. You do go out volunteer. Go out talk to people. You just go out inter integrate with one another, right? And you have and and don't be a dick to someone else. You don't go out way to become a dick to other to someone else, right? Uh, you are a representation of. I hate to say this, but you're a representation of your own. Whatever you're representing, right? Uh, even as much as go, oh, don't don't label me and kind of things, right? But you have. You need to know where that you are. I'm not sure what's a good word to use. You, you, you kind, you, you are kind of like representing yourself, your your own nation out of your, out of your country itself, right? Yeah. So yeah, just interact, just be nice, be, be nice, right? I believe like, don't 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 if don't, don't be a dick. Just when you go out overseas and visit as a tourist, you don't scream out, you just don't scream out. Ah, I'm I'm uh, the this country is the best of the world, right? No, but we have to work with some form of definition, right? Yeah, so like... But what... is there a definition? I think it's very subjective, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, firstly, you have to speak the language, I guess. Uh, secondly, I think uh, it comes down to food as well. I hear a lot of people talking like, oh, you know, if you enjoy the food of this, this group of uh, the, the culture's food, then, you know, I, I, I guess... Yeah, you're uh, almost there or something. You're right? almost there. La. Yeah, that's the first step or something. Um... But yeah. is that is that enough though? Like, is that no, no, enough? exactly. Because... But, but then where where do we stop? Do you need to put out the national flag, the the Singapore flag in August? Do you need to wear red on National Day? Do you need to go and watch every National Day observance ceremony at a community center? Mm. Do you need to be at a parade? Yeah. Like like what what would be enough, or what what mm. would suffice as to say that you have. Like, I think it's very, very, very hard. Like, I, there's no way of saying it because, like, what Josie said, it's subjective. Like, like you think about it, right? Like, if you were to go and work in Germany and then you get citizenship or something like that, mm. would going to Oktoberfest every year say that you have assimilated? Would be eating, uh, would, uh having pork sausages and like, uh, like a pretzel say that yeah, this guy is really eating the food of our land. He's good. Yeah. Or would someone who still has like, um, who still thinks like the third right should come back? That person is going to say that you <laughs> you 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 can never integrate. Yeah, because you you're never integrate into our. Because you're not white or something. You're not white. Yeah. Right. Like it really depends. Like some older people in Singapore, they would never, <laughs> they would never accept that. 
that you actually have got PR or you know you you're a citizen there. Like, nah, this guy is if he's from India, uh, he's, he's still Indian. And actually, to be fair, that's how some Indians or some Filipinos or some Chinese that's how they behave still. They're like, I've got Singapore citizenship or I've got PR, but I'm still Indian. Like anything happens, I'm uh, still going back. So it's yeah. actually really hard to tell. Yeah, it's, it's two uh, sides of the coin, right? It's two well, sides of the coin. Besides that, what, what is the Singaporean way? What is the Singapore? What's the Singaporean's life? Like, I might look at my neighbor, and my neighbor might look at me, and we might not share a single thing in our lives. Yeah. The only thing we actually we are humans, and we live in the same block. That's it. Like, like there's no there's no such thing. Um, I think I think for me the the main thing is language, like I feel, because there there are certain times where I've ordered stuff online. Mm-hmm. And the delivery person like speaks in like, a heavy Mandarin accent. Right. Like I, I, and for me like uh, my Mandarin is shit. So okay. um, yeah, I can speak basic basic Mandarin, but like if it's heavy accented Mandarin, and uh, I, I sometimes don't get it. So I'm like, bro, like I mean, at least learn to speak basic English. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I think if if that, you are trying to integrate language. into Singapore, you should know how to speak English. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're Indian, Filipino, but Indians and Filipinos, most of the time they do. Uh, educated Chinese, like people who are working in, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I said, I mentioned educated Chinese and, and, then, and, then, uh, and then one appears. Chinese just came and up. then one appears. Touch <laughs> <laughs> with Hey, Sean. <laughs> Hello. Oh, well, you know, all bright and chipper this morning. <laughs> um... So there's two parts to this question. So the first part, I'll make it very brief. It's just a very short answer, which is that I don't think integration can happen in the first generation of immigrants. Um, it just generally doesn't happen. You, it takes a lot of time. This is just a natural cause of things that you cannot you cannot force nature to kind of perform as how you wish it to be. Yeah. Um, the second part to your question, which is about cultural integration, I thought about it when I read your question, and I think there's two parts two ingredients to the pie here. So you mentioned one of it already, which is the values. So the values of a, of a nation or of a, of a certain group of people um, guides them in decision-making and problem-solving. So what we value most will come forefront when we are tackling any given situation. If I were to kind of broadly paint everyone, every Singaporean with a broad brush, I would say we are generally disagreeable but submissive to authority. And you see this a lot. We we complain nonstop, right? Like we are just we, we just fucking hate everything the government does, but end up the government still do it and then we just we just suck it up. Um so this this is a this is a very Confucius um style of values that's been ingrained into us since young. Um we we always submit to the head of the family and then in turn the families submit to the head of the nation. So this, like, there's a hierarchy there that we follow. And then, uh, but of course, at the same time, we are also always, no, you should do um, what you want and not follow and not be a follower. There's a lot of emphasis for especially Chinese families, for Chinese sons to to take risks, to be bold, to, to do, to venture. Um, so this is the kind of, like, I'm not so, I'm not so sure about the other uh, ethnicities in Singapore, but I think they are also they have some similarities in the, in that sense. Uh, so I can only speak to my own ethnicity, lah. Of course, 
so that's how I would broadly uh, paint all of us. Then the second ingredient to this pie is uh, politics, which is, 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 is very difficult to explain. But when I talk about politics, I don't mean the party that you're voting for or whatever. I'm talking about the sense that Singaporeans have this um, feeling of diminishing returns with their voting rights. If you look at 2020 election results, a lot of the hotly contested GRCs, the hotly contested zones, they are, they are losing by about 5,000 votes, 7,000 votes. And if you look at from 2015 to now, we actually have more citizens voting. But if you look at the birth rate for the time that uh, these new kids can vote, our birth rate has been falling to below the 2.1 replacement rate. So where are these new citizens coming from? And as a result of these new citizens diluting, diluting the political power within our own natives, um, the, 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 there's, a, there's a cultural kind of backlash against you know this this kind of that's a cultural reaction to, to, to this whole to this whole series of events. Um, that is why we have this hair splitting like in your question you talk about the hair splitting between new Singaporeans and true blue Singaporeans. Yeah. And I think that's where the new Singaporean thing comes from. Like now now more and more people are just like, oh uh is he a Singaporean did he serve NS, you know, or did, did he was he born here or did he just come here like five years ago? There's a lot of emphasis on that now. Uh, because political power has been diluted within our nation. So, uh, John, since you mentioned the political aspect to it, I understand that, and this is based on the assumption that new citizens are generally going to vote for the incumbent, uh, owing to you know gratitude or you know for letting them stay or whatever, right? So that's the at least the reigning assumption, right? You also mentioned something about NS, where it's like the differentiator between let's say true blue Singaporeans and new Singaporeans um, is based on some aspect of shared culture. Uh, and among some of my friends, you know, we make a j joke about shared misery. So uh, my Singaporean friends would be like, if you've done NS, like you've been on the trenches, ergo, you know, you are truly Singaporean, right? So, uh, so there's that- a sense that yeah. because we have sacrificed two years of our lives so yeah. that in, a, in times of war, we are called upon to lay down our lives and to defend the nation, yeah. right? And uh, do the new Singaporeans have to do that? And the answer probably is no. Maybe they are kids, which is why, back to my original point, yeah. first generation integration is, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, yeah. And so the, the, the whole point of it is that, you know, why are we sacrificing our, our sons and our lives? You know, we have Singaporean kids dying in NS yeah. just so that, People can come in here on uh, standing on our backs and then you know just enjoy the privileges without ever going through the misery of of it all. Yep. In light of the general social sentiments around the presence of foreigners and the ongoing COVID nineteen crisis shifting national priorities, I asked for advice on what foreigners need to know or do to navigate the situation. <laughs> Like, interact but not in a condescending way. Is that a good word to use? Like, uh, I, I remember like talking to people, uh, that there are, there are group of people that I really love to talk to. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are Trump voters, right? but they are still nice people. Yeah. However, and, they are, and there's another group of people that I've talked to who, who, who are white liberals, what I would say. I, I, I don't know politicize, but, but, but yeah. this is the idea right here, right? 
but but when they go into the new country, when they go into like an Asian country, as well, I remember like talking to this lady who who said, "Oh my God, oh, she's she's like I can do a London accent, right?" Just, <laughs> oh, oh my God, right? Uh, oh my God, she. Uh, I'm, I I love Singapore. I love the idea of English, and 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 then try to and and she tries to speak English, and just don't know whether it, it comes from a very very racist point of view and stuff like that. Right. It sounds oh, okay. And if 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 not if not like you you'll be talking to people who just go, uh who, who just add a lie the band just say oh I'm Singaporean right just go how have you been law it just it, it sounds very really condescending in a sense right and and you are and, and <laughs> like, like, are you mocking me or are you are you with me like I I don't know what all the whole sentiment is about right and and be and be honest and I'm not sure honest be sincere uh, sincere is a better word to use. be sincere right because i know this guy right uh he, he's a some people say that he's a racist but he, he voted for trump and stuff like that but but he's a genuinely nice guy he talked to people at the bottom right he talked to his gen he talked to his aunt the the, the cleaning lady right in the cleaning auntie in, in his place right uh he is he's a super nice guy i hang out with him a lot of times Right, he, he 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 ran out of his way talk, talking to local people, uh, to to us Singaporeans, and then he really hangs out, right? And it 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 just feels like in a way, uh, where where you have to be really honest with, uh, with be sincere, right? And be really nice because he doesn't put on an accent. He he is very he's very rough on the edges when it comes to like like he just. He's just very annoying in the sense that he just pushes idea across. Uh, sometimes he doesn't like just talk, right? However, you have like uh, and how is he does not condescend. You can you can feel like he's very genuine, he's very honest, right? However, you have the other group of people where just go like, oh, oh my god, like, and then start with a word line, and just don't know where the condescending is. So I think what my ideal situation is where, oh, what is my best next to ideal situation is where where people. In this current day and age, where people just talk to each other, be nice to each other, be sincere with each other, instead of like, okay, look, I'm 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 here to I'm here to uh, no, I just I'll try to blend in, but 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 brush up again by condescending way or in my condescending way, just saying things, you know, yeah. So so I I think that's the case. Uh, policy wise, right? Policy wise, I think that people should be a, it's it's kind of hard. Right, it's, it's kind of hard when it comes to policy, uh, where where you can't force everyone to inter- integrate with each other, right? And and yeah, and things like that. I suppose at least at the point of time, you need to. When I say being, uh, when I say integrating, when I say in the interaction, right? I should say at least that in your in your twenty thirty meters around you, right? Try uh or even in the internet, internet space, right? Uh, don't, I, I remember like there's this guy with that, that, that has a t-shirt that of the India and, and, and things like that. Yeah, like the, yeah. the, India, uh, the, the guy with the Singapore and and toy like that. I, I understand where it comes from, but, but having that, you, you are, it's me, you're in a, you're in a, you're in Singapore with, with the flag being torn up, which is not exactly the smartest thing to do sometimes. Right, you you're in a local, and you don't tear up the local flag, and, well, and because yeah. it's it's yeah. So 
I've I've picked up passengers who goes like who 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 go in. I say, oh, China is the greatest. Like sometimes you think Singapore is part of China. I I I I don't know how. Like, like, like that's that's too much, right? Like like you 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 need to be at a point where you're smart enough to go. Okay, look, Singapore is great. China is great. In the, in India is great. Like, like we have our plus. So so people are kind of like angry in a sense where where where, where I would say when interaction wise, right? Uh, you need to be at this at a point of this place where you just go. Okay, be 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 cool and chill with, with at least people around you to, to to give them a reason to to say hey you know what it's uh it's it's uh he he he's he say dumb things sometimes but at least he he, he every day there'll be like fucked up things that they come with someone's mouth it's very natural it's a very human thing to do however you must also have reasons for them to justify like why what do they have to stand behind you huh? um, given the current situation given um, you know, this uncertainty over jobs and the economic situation and all that. Um, and given like there is a tendency to target foreigners, uh, especially in this climate, um, like what advice would you give um, to foreigners, like as Singaporeans? Mm. Like, you know, general respect, advice? Uh, respect whatever culture we hold dear. Now. I mean, wait, wait, hang on. Like, is this person thing. like my friend or some random dude coming to Singapore to work? Uh, let's say a random person coming to Singapore to work. Uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know who that person is. Like, I mean, just don't be a dick. Um, don't be an asshole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. don't be an if asshole. If you see a tissue in the, in the hawker center, respect it, move away. That seat's taken. No, you wipe your nose, you blow your nose in it and put it back in. No, no, a fully used, <laughs> uh, yeah. unused tissue, come on. <laughs> you're gonna get a shit ton of people kicked out. <laughs> you know, no, you're gonna spit. You're gonna be kicked out. Of the, you're gonna be jailed because of a freaking COVID situation, man. You blow your nose, you put it back in. It's like that's contamination. That's bioterrorism. That's right there. That guy. That guy yeah. wants to infect the world. Josie's going yeah, straight for the deportation. Yeah. is closeted xenophobic. He wants to get rid of all the foreigners. No. <laughs> no, customs. No, you gotta make the, the, the country conform to you. And and also I think I think we uh, I think we haven't have we, have we touched on this, like why why does Singapore need foreign workers in the first place, right? Like I mean we have no natural resources. We we have nothing except our, our manpower. Mm. And I think for the past like what twenty years we've been experiencing like declining birth rate, yeah. and we are on 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 route to become an aging population. So I think that's a, that's a very concerning thing, right? And 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 also we I, I don't know have anyone look at the numbers like how many Singaporeans are actually leaving the country, migrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's quite, quite quite a high number. Dude. So we are, we are we are losing talent. We are losing birth rate. We we need people. If not, what we don't have any fishing industry. We have no logging industry. We have we have nothing. Right. So I mean yeah, like yeah. And for that, we actually need quite a bit of stats, like on like breakdown of how many uh, like Singaporeans who are graduating in lo local unis, Singaporeans who are graduating from foreign unis. How many of them are coming back? How many? Uh, which sectors are they going into? Mm. What kind of jobs are they taking up? And yeah. is it like sufficient? Is it like filling up all the the, the vacancies? Mm. Why are foreign companies hiring? Foreigners essentially like bring them in from their home country, their headquarters or whatever. Why are they bring them in? Like well, are they're they so... even doing that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. Do banks do it? 
law firms do it. Uh, the big four accounting firms do it. The auditing houses do it. Like a lot of the politicians are talking about this right now. You know, the, they're saying that yes, we recognize that this is an issue. There is, uh, you know, an increasing number of foreigners in all these jobs, and I think it's important to uh, you know strengthen the Singaporean core. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, that recent political statements? Just political mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just the right thing to say. Yeah. What, what what the fuck's the core? Hmm. Yeah, you define the core first. Yeah. Like earlier, right, I mean, we were trying to define what is integration, right? And yeah. we really could not say anything. We just came up with three things, right? Uh, follow the laws, follow the rules, and the tissue packet. That's it. Like, like yeah. respect the tissue packet. And then, from what I heard, um, when he asked uh, any advice to give to foreigners, is just don't be that good. Ah, okay. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, that's a yeah, that's a good one actually. Yeah, don't be that good. Don't be that good of a person. Yeah, don't, just, just just be humble. You know? Can I add a fifth one as well? Oh, humble. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we have five stars. Vice. Huh? You have you have to try out, like local vices. Trying to get people deported, Josie. <laughs> even better yet. Don't know. I have to add on to Josie's one. Even better, join it. <laughs> join it yeah but if you join it you can't learn english you can't speak english especially <laughs> if you're you're a swedish or russian descent even just join. yeah just join oh that, that one is uh towers la oh. from being misogynist right now then what about the man <laughs> same la. Ra- ra- uh, no man i don't know russian swedish uh, john do you have any uh you know bits of advice um for foreigners um don't come here anymore <laughs> <laughs> Just stay, just stay where you are, or go elsewhere. Um, I mean, I'm, you laugh, and I'm half joking, but I'm also half serious. <laughs> I, I get and what that, saying, yeah. Um, I just don't, I just don't see. Uh, so the, the our our main political party, the PAP. I have to give them credit for one thing: is that when shit happens, they move really fast. So they, 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 they can be very out of touch and they can kind of be, have their heads up their asses a lot of the times. But they are not a ideologically motivated party. They are a very pragmatic party and that if they sense that the, the tide is turning or the wind is shifting and that they need to get rid of foreigners, they will happily do it. They will do it in a heartbeat. And you don't want to be here when that happens because you, you, you will suddenly find yourself like in, in a lot of Asian countries, when government do something drastic, right, it, it, it's, it's devastating to like a small percentage of people. So an example would be, I think Malaysia, uh, back in the Mahathir years, right, they, he just suddenly one day just be like, oh, uh, Singaporeans cannot have uh, property in Malaysia or something. Like you, and for those people, or in JB, and for those people who have, right, you have until this date to sell off your property. So of course, wow. if this is policy, you're not going to get a good price for your for your flats anymore and a lot of Singaporeans lost a lot of money as a result right Every, so you have to sell it off to, to one of the natives and they know that if you don't sell off by this date they'll come, the government will just confiscate it so they, wow. they just lowball you lah. and Singapore might not go to that kind of extreme however um, no, that's not to say that we are not completely incapable of something like that uh, Asian governments tend to be very authoritarian that way so uh, I will look elsewhere. Lah. 
Yep. That would I mean, be my advice. I agree with you. Um, I think it's all important for us to have contingency plans because I think by being a foreigner, we kind of made a contract from the get-go that, you know, we are going to accept uh, anything that happens, uh, you know, especially in times like these. I think even like um, SDP, right, they, they are growing. I mean, they have some popular base. They haven't been um, in parliament for a long time, but I want to, like, they are already championing things like, for example, higher Singaporean first, retrench Singaporean last, you know, that kind of mantra yeah. where... The, the very obvious implication of that, right, is that the foreigners get to go first, which is something that the Malaysians are doing already, right? They, they have to protect the Malay natives first. And the person that always gets retrenched is the, is the Chinese fellow or the, or the foreigners. So all of this um, nativism and protectionism will slowly creep into our shores again. It'll be a while before we get rid of it and everybody feels comfortable with globalization again, maybe another 10 years or so, I don't know. It's, a, wow. it's always it's al- it's always this app and flow lah, you know. Like it's always <laughs> a few years of this, then now that re- reset back to back to zero. Then that everyone's making money. Let's go back to globalization. Oh no, economic recession. Let's go back to nativism. It's just yeah. it's, it's just this endless bullshit. So, um, yeah, I just I just don't think uh, Singapore will be a Singapore will be a good place for foreigners in in the next few years. Um, can I ask this though? I mean, uh, since you mentioned uh, the uh, some of the things that the PAP has been, I mean, the government has been doing. Um, so recently, there have been a number of measures, you know, to safeguard Singaporean interests, uh, you know, to make sure that Singaporean jobs um, are the first ones to be, uh, you know, Singaporeans that be considered first, um, and also, um, I don't know which minister said something that you know foreigners would be ballast uh, in in times of uncertainty. So. Um, especially since after the election and, um, you know, the, the government has taken great pains to reassure Singaporeans saying that during these times of crisis, we're always going to look after our own. Um, do you think that the sentiment has changed? And do you think that because of these measures, uh, Singaporeans wouldn't be as um, antagonistic, at least online, towards foreigners? I think this initial wave of changes that the government is making is fairly superficial. And I think Singaporeans can see through that. Um, there's, the problem is that there's still a lot of stories floating out there that Singaporeans are just getting the shit end of the stick and eventually more pressure will come to the government to make even more drastic changes. Now from 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 their point of view, the PAP, they will try to you know kind of slow down things as much as possible but don't forget there's a, we just finished one cycle of election and this is their, I think their second or their third worst performance to date since the inception of the party. They are not going. They they will not take this humiliation lying down. They they will make drastic changes before the next election to secure a mandate. They want they want seventy percent of the vote. So, and like I said, they are not ideologically motivated. They are not like oh we need to preserve our conservative roots or we are liberals and we need to help the poor and whatever. They they want power, they want votes, and they will do whatever it takes to get it. And right now, like I said, the easiest target is just the foreigners. And yeah. it's already and like you said, it's, it's already showing right. The cracks are already showing. Government is already making changes in along that direction. So it will happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, and personally, I have to say that, I mean, I, I always think it's very important to have conversations around immigration, and this is something that needs to be talked about more often. I guess my concern has always been about um, when it trickles down to social interactions, and then, you know, you just have 
instances of people being dicks to each other because, oh, you're a foreigner, ergo, you know, this shitty treatment is deserved. I mean, so, I, I also love to have like conversations about, okay, let's, 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 let's hammer out the nuances of how much immigration is enough immigration, right? I, I would love to have that kind of conversation and let's have a pragmatic approach to, you know, um, having a combination of uh, a healthy working Singaporean population and, you know, having the foreign talent worldwide to kind of back us up and to support us and to inject creativity and diversity. I, I would love to have a conversation, but no, nobody is ever interested in that conversation, right? So everyone is just like, foreigners are good or foreigners are bad. There's no in-between, there's no nuance, there's no gray area. And uh, people like you and me, we are, we, you know, we get laughed, we get hated on both sides, basically. So then, uh, yeah, there's no room for people like us. Yeah, it's a it's a hard question, and honestly, um, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, John. Like I I stopped reading the news um, for like months now. Um, <laughs> I stopped checking out all the forums. I'm just like you know doing my own thing now. You know, playing video games, reading books, because I think it just uh, the environment just got way too toxic. Um, so I started getting back now, and I'm just you know catching up on on last time. But uh, um, I wow. see that things haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> just dive in head first into a toxic pool yeah. but yeah I mean I, I missed it so <laughs> oh also you're a sucker yeah. for pain right <laughs> I always knew that about you Rindo general you <laughs> there's obviously a whole lot more to cover and I hope to do so in future episodes but for now let's hear some last words from the folks you I would say that Whatever you read on the internet, right? It's it's, it's like giving giving Hitler a, a microphone, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> man, I'm gonna quote you on this on Hardware Zone, and then be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there, there are a lot of Hitler walking around, right? So, so I'm glad we talked about that. Like, like there are a lot of Hitler, <laughs> there are a lot of Hitler walking around, right? So, so you must know, right? At, at some point, where you just go like, okay. These are a bunch of crazy people, right? And individual individuals are better than collect uh, and community in the sense where, where if if you're cool, like most of us are indifferent in the sense where uh, if, if you meet or at least from uh, for what I've observed, right? If, if there's an Indian person in uh, or if if because I, on my blog itself, there's there's a few Indian nationals who who work in the shipyard nearby, right? So. So when 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 I take the elevator, right? Uh, that that I'm not sure is it because of the my neighbors are good people, right? Or 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 what? We judge when 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 there are people come when there are people or I'm not an observer when it comes to their interaction with them. We we just don't talk, right? Uh, so so in like individuals are cool, right? Don't 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 go. I know the community itself. It, it's 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 crazy in the sense where, where, where people just put crazy stereotypes on, on each other which is not a good thing at all so uh however right you have individual like individually right you don't don't, don't do anything stupid in a sense okay maybe not anything stupid in the sense that you, you must do you, you must build enough good karma points to 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 go okay look like let's like people just go okay look he he he's, he's he, he he may talk shit out of his mouth sometimes Right, but but he's not that crazy enough to. But I can stand by him, kind of thing, right? Right. I, I guess that's that's that is a good that's a good way to put it out there. But in truth, I think uh, 
as we move forward, right, this globalization thing is going to affect us the most because we we can't afford to have a very fixed. I I, I look at it lah. We can't have a afford to have this very fixed mindset that we, by being born here, we we are entitled to everything. Because like Josiah said, we don't have a natural uh, resource. We don't have a logging industry that we can rely on. We don't have an oil industry that we can rely on. We don't have all those things that can help us say, hey, we are Singaporeans. We deserve. Da, 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 da. Yes, we do deserve the, 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 how to be treated like people, you know, to be cared for and all that, but I'm just saying that with, uh, with the, this massive world out there, an influx of people that come that want to work here and give their talents to our benefit, we should accept them. And if you're asking me for advice to give to the foreigners that come over here, in actuality, the three things that we said before, they're very, very true. Abide by the laws here. Uh, respect mm. the customs or whatever you think. That that being the tissue, uh, the tissue is actually a representation of customs because we have yeah. that custom here. Don't shit on those customs. That plays towards you not being uh, an asshole and follow the law. All three things can actually just wind up into the whole thing of not. Don't be an asshole. That's it. It's actually yeah. very simple. Very very simple. The the Lobang's advice is don't be a freaking asshole. If you're nice to us, yeah, just. We're don't be nice an asshole. Penetrate the asshole. That's all. <laughs> that's all we yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. That, that's something we said. Don't, don't, don't. Be nice and yeah. penetrate. That, that's, 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 that's maybe our new slogan. Yeah. <laughs> I think be, gonna... be penetratively nice. Oh yes. I suppose I'll just like kind of leave off with just one nugget of advice, um, which kind of goes back to the previous podcast that you, me, and Angie had. Uh, don't mistake disagreeableness for xenophobia. Um, I think Singaporeans in general are they are not pleasant to get along with. Uh, we we can be we can be a bit stubborn. We can be a bit strong-headed, and we are very very. Um, we have a lot of confidence, right, in our own abilities. That's why we have this Singapore exceptionalism kind of thinking going on. But that is not to say that we hate you or we don't want you here. We certainly want some of you, the best among you. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of not so good ones amongst you that we don't like. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my last nugget of advice. Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to learn from the conversations with Singaporeans about the topic. As foreigners, we often ignore the groundswell of social and political sentiment in the countries that we live in, and this sets us up for unpleasant surprises. The last few years, we have seen a number of expats learning it the hard way. It's absolutely imperative that we learn more about the local environment and keep a finger on the pulse of a country. All across the world, there's been a rise in nativism, nationalism, and protectionism. Whether it's a short-term phenomenon or a deeper societal shift, one thing is clear. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. Let's keep ourselves informed, folks. And that's all I have for today. There's still more I want to say, and but I'll leave that for future episodes, whenever those may come out. 
Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to the different opinions on this episode. And please, if you have any feedback, send me a DM or comment or reach out on to me on social media, and I would love to have a chat. And with that, I'll say goodbye. My name is Rindo, and you are listening to Living It Up in Mind City.